We are the Music Makers, and we are the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast. This week on the podcast, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The Greatest Movie Podcast is the Greatest Movie Podcast. It's the Greatest Movie Podcast. It's the Greatest Movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest Movie Podcast is the Greatest Movie Podcast. It's the Greatest Movie Podcast. It's the Greatest Movie Podcast. Come on and hear me now. Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast. I am your play-by-play co-host, the Big Deck Boski, and with me today is my new co-host for 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 a lot of episodes, my wife Gia Smith. How's it going, Gia? It's it's going. Hi, nice to have me here. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. And we are going to watch every single movie ever made and decide which movie is the greatest of all time. Gia, how's it going? It's going. I mean, it's a Monday, so I mean, it could be better, but you know, it could be worse. Yeah, absolutely. It is, in fact, a Monday. But today we are talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And before we get to that, last week we did discuss Alien, so please check out that episode and any episode in our catalog. I did that episode with Rick Barrasso and Chris Bonapani, and it was a lot of fun to check that episode out. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use. Please subscribe and review if you can. It's very helpful for the show. Let us know what you think on social media. Start an argument with us. Agree with us. Give us suggestions. You can find us on the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook, Greatest Movie Pod on Instagram, at Great Movie Cast on Twitter, and you can always send us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, and please tell your friends about us. And as our good friend from the local chocolate factory always says the greatest movie of all time is terrible but i hope it'll last all right so this week we're doing willy wonka and the chocolate factory uh, it is a 1971 family fantasy musical film directed by mel stewart it stars gene wilder as willy wonka jack albertson as grandpa joe and peter ostrom as charlie bucket got on a 7.8 on imdb a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 67 on Metacritic. Hmm. All right. Not, not, I, I always have problems with Metacritic, but you know what? 67, that, that's a D plus. Let's be honest about it here. Um, uh, did, uh, did the two guys, uh, the one who are always rating movies, what do they give it? Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry, so, I jumped ahead. Yep, so Roger Ebert, well, I always say Robert Ebert in other episodes. <laughs> he actually <laughs> gave, he gave the film a positive review. He said, probably the best film of its sort since The Wizard of Oz. It is everything that family movies usually claim to be, but aren't. Delightful, funny, scary, exciting, and most of all, a genuine work of imagination. And for a negative review, we have James Berardinelli from Real Reviews. And he said, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like many childhood favorites, is better left in the past and allowed to, to reside in memories. As an adaptation of Doll's story, it's inferior to the Burton remake. I uh, don't think I agree with that necessarily. I don't think a lot of people agree that this is not as good as the Burton remake. Um, but Tim Burton's remake is definitely a fun movie to watch. I will, I will say that, but it, it, it's hard to compare the two. 
I would say that the people who think that are probably people who haven't seen the original or they saw the Burton version first. Yep. So yeah, it's kind of hard to, to gauge. It is. It is hard to gauge. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's to compare the two, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing and we're not going to jump deep into the depth movie uh, that much, but we'll, we'll probably discuss it down the line. Um, But I, Gia, if you, if you don't mind just putting 30 seconds uh, on Spotify, on a time thing, this is something that my old co-host Rick Barrasso used to do. I'm going to keep it going though. He would always plan this. I'm just going to go fucking balls to the wall and do a 30 second review, a a summary on this film with nothing in front of me and see how horrible it goes. Okay. Um, I have my stopwatch right here. So on the count of three and one, two, three, go. Willy Wonka is a story about, a chocolate factory where Willy Wonka puts out five golden tickets around the world. Five people choose the golden tickets. Charlie Bucket's poor, but he gets one uh, somehow with money that he finds in the street. He gets to pick, take one person with him. He takes Grandpa Joe, and the two of them go to the chocolate factory together. As each kid almost kind of dies, uh, Charlie gets his reward at the end by not taking the Everlasting Gobstopper, and Slugworth isn't Slugworth, and Charlie gets the factory at the end. I'm... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That was so stressful. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that that was a lot of fun. Gia, be prepared. You got to do a thirty second thing at the end too. All right. So, okay, Gia, do you remember seeing this movie for the first I, time? Um, for the first time, I I truly cannot remember the first time. I feel like this is just one of those movies that just has been in my life since forever. You know, like, especially when we were younger, I feel like even though this is an older movie, it was just one that was always played. And I like that comparison between this and The Wizard of Oz, another one of my absolute favorites, if not my favorite. Yep. Um, But like just the music, the, you know, I I mean, I'll I'll get into that at the end of my my 30 second spiel at the very end. But um, yeah, I just remember it always being part of my life. Uh, Do you remember the first time you saw it for the first time? I don't remember the first time. I feel like it was just always there in my life. Yeah. Like to pinpoint like, oh, this is the first time I'm seeing it. No, no, no. I feel like I've always just known it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's one of those movies. Yeah. I've always you know, known all the songs. All the songs, all the scenes. Uh, it's always a pleasure to watch. If it's on TV, you're just excited to watch it. I mean, what's better than candy as a kid and chocolate? There's nothing. That's, that's, that's it. Like I, when I was a child, I lived for chocolate. Give me and a chocolate bar. Especially when there's a place that's literally not just like designed to make it, but like I mean, I think, I mean, obviously we'll delve into this soon, but just like the, the chocolate room alone. Oh my God. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Um, but let's talk about our top three favorite scenes as we do. Uh, we'll start with our third favorite scene. Gia, what is your third favorite scene of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? So I, I snuck in four scenes because um, there was one scene that I just couldn't let just waste by the so, side. So, so honorable mention honorable mention yeah my honorable mention has to go to the veruca don't care how that's just one of my favorite songs it's she's one of my favorite rotten kids uh like she's just the one of the funnier people you know like I, but i want to know like just everything just yep. like the most sassiest and especially knowing that the actress herself was like all of the uh, kid actors were like complete opposites of what they were playing on screen but just such a great scene i i 
especially when she goes down the egg shoot, just like she's a bad egg. And I love the guy who plays her father, who happens to also be in another a Beatles movie, which we both love. Help, uh, but like I always remembered him and her, and they were great. So yeah, honorable mention. I'm so sorry. I just tapped my microphone. I'm so sorry if that was a obnoxious. Cool. cool. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess my number three favorite scene would go to Charlie winning at the end. Um, but like the lead, the lead up to where it's like, you win nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. That whole scene where, you know, Grandpa Joe shows himself again for being kind of a dick. And he's just like, well, you're a crook. You're a Meanwhile, it's his freaking fault for drinking the fizzy lifting drinks. Like, you you saw what happened to the other kids, Grandpa Joe. Like, you're really going to just like, oh, well, it's just, it's, it's you. So it's fine. Like, he's he he's the right, he's the bad egg. That's all I have to, I mean, I'll get into that more. But that I do love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. Excellent. All right. My Third favorite scene is I Want It Now, the Veruca Salt song. Mm -hmm. um, so we can kind of keep talking about it. Uh, it's kind of fun because there isn't a normal type of song um, for a while. I think the last song before this is I've Got a Golden Ticket. And then the next song, real, like, you know, besides the Oompa Loompa stuff, mm -hmm. is this song, I think. And it's just a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, she's running around the place. The, the music is really good in this movie. The songs are all, all, all memorable, except for maybe one. Um, but, you know, there's only one mistake in the song. Is like you can tell that she's lip syncing it because she has to. Um, but obviously recorded it in the studio somewhere. And uh, you can kind of tell when she screws up in the middle when she's like, and I don't want to share them. And her mouth just isn't I even did. close to it. I did. I did always notice that, but that's okay. I yeah. mean, honestly, considering you put put all of that aside, you know, think I just want to think about just the set alone, like that that that's a lot to get through, and you can't record that shit live. So, like, you know, she, they did the best that they could, and I think they did great. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it is something that I notice, and as a, I feel like if I was a director, I would have fixed that. But I know a lot of movies have problems like that, so whatever, not a big deal. But she does a great job playing Veronica, uh, Veronica Salt, <laughs> Veruca Salt, and uh, yep, of course, her father is very memorable for us for for those Beatle movies. Uh, the Beatle movie uh, he's in Help, I believe. Um, and uh, but yeah, third favorite scene. What is your second favorite scene? My second favorite scene uh, would have to, have to be uh, Willy Wonka's first appearance. I think that just like it's 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 such a credit to the actor himself who portrayed such a great role. Gene Wilder, like it was his idea. He like he had the cane kind of thing walking in, you know, and then he had a limp. And, you know, you're, you're like, everyone's cheering for him. And there he is, he's stumbling out. And then all of a sudden, he does his little about to fall because it's stuck in the gravel. And he does that tumble. And my favorite quote that Gene Wilder said about this role is, from that moment on, you can't trust anything about Willy Wonka. And I think that's just such a great, a great adamant to him as a person and him as an actor and what he can do with a role. And I love Johnny Depp, don't get me wrong, I really do. And I, nothing to take away from his role. I know that it was closer to the book and, you know, they went into more of that, but there's no other person who can replace that role of Gene Wilder. And he is my Willy Wonka. Excellent. All right. And uh, my number two scene is I've got a golden ticket. Um, I really love this song, uh, always have. Uh, and I think this scene is really, really funny and great at the same time because, we'll, we'll, I mean, I think we'll get to a point where we'll talk about Grandpa Joe in a negative light later. But mm -hmm. I think uh, 
the look at me and all that. And Jack Albertson, he really nails the part. Um, and he's so fun. And I like his singing voice a lot for what it is. I think it's really fun and good. And he gets out of bed and he's dancing around and it, he makes it almost seem like it's about him. Mm-hmm. I've got a golden ticket, like not Charlie, like, no, no, no. <laughs> we just say it's ours, Charlie, but like, it really is just Charlie's ticket. But, you know, Grandpa Joe, he, the, the thing I like about the scene, besides the fact that I love the song is that it's like, he's a little kid again. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy watching him be happy as an old man and finding your, your, your inner kid kind of thing. Like I, I still love chocolate. I want to go to the factory just as much as Charlie does. And uh, it's just a very enjoyable scene for me. It's what's one of my favorites and that's why it's my number two. So what is your number two, uh, number one scene? Before I get into that, I do just want to make one quick comment about, about your scene too, though. Like, I, I think as a kid, when I watched that, like never once was I like, I, I, I think I felt the same way Charlie did. I was like, oh my God, look at Grandpa Joe. He's getting up this ticket. He's so excited. He, he finally has the ability to walk again. As an adult, you rewatch that and you're like, fucking Grandpa Joe, what the hell? Like, motherfucker. 20 years if i could remake that movie i would have that scene him getting out of bed and dancing and then showing uh ving rames in pulp fiction seeing bruce willis and going motherfucker <laughs> exactly exactly that um but yeah so my number one scene and i think we probably share this one um it's it's the chocolate room you know it's that first appearance it's you know and this is the chocolate room that the door the mini door opens into a completely different land and that's where i get those uh wizard of oz feels because this was a time when everything was hand fucking made and i mean that in the best way possible everything nowadays is cgi you think the outfit that he's wearing is real no it's a green suit like you know what i mean like i this was all real there were actual people who built this they they made it you know uh, you know everything they're eating i'm assuming is edible otherwise those poor people and what the hell are they eating but like well you know just I mean? to, to, to stop you there uh, gene wilder when he was drinking out of that little cup oh, that's that, wax yeah, yeah it was wax so good good for gene for just staying in the staying in the park staying in character i mean that's also true the snow in uh, the wizard of oz was actually asbestos so i mean not that everything was <laughs> great you know but it was effective it looks so real and the, the and up until uh, Augustus being stuck in the tube uh, because it's just such a great scene you know and that first it's almost kind of like the seven deadly sins and uh, you know um, what's oh god I can't even think seven of seven isn't that what I said seven deadly sins what were you trying to say then uh, what's the sin gluttony oh yeah so like that's like the first one down it's like gluttony and greed combined Mm. But they all kind of have a bit of them all and in, in certain senses I, everything but lust because it's children and that's gross <laughs> <laughs> grandpa joe is just lusting after those twizzlers no Ew. um thank oh, god you were saying twizzlers. <laughs> those skin twizzlers so <laughs> <I know. laughs> skin twizzlers um so yep we can keep talking about it because my number one is pure imagination uh mm. f- funny enough all three of mine are songs um and but pure imagination is just one of the best songs and i don't mean just in that movie but just in general it's such a beautiful song and gene wilder does such a great job with it yeah it's my favorite scene in the movie i think that uh it's just a, a, dy- a dy- it's a dynamic dynamo song like it's just gets stuck in your head it's very dreamlike and it's very melodic even instrumental versions of it are gorgeous mm-hmm. um and uh and then of course 
once the song ends, all the kids are running and, and just try, don't you, I, what, what do we, you, run, you take a kid and just say, go and just eat candy. It's like, what, where do I start? That's um, like a kid's heaven. Can I do this forever? Yeah. And then of course um, we get to the point where Augustus Gloop falls on the, the chocolate because he's drinking it and it, it must not be touched by human hands. Um, just hands. Yep. Just in Palupa hands. But yeah, that's my, that's my number one scene. I, I love, I love the songs in this movie, obviously. Um, but yeah, those are our, uh, those are our top three scenes. Let's go over to our least favorite scenes or, or things about this film. Um, I have quite a few G, so I don't know if you, if, you know, what we'll do is you can go first. And every time I have one that's similar to you, we will just talk about it together. And okay. when I start talking about mine, we'll go boss the wall through that. All right. All right. What are your, what are your least favorite scenes or moments or things? Um, I guess, I mean, I don't have a lot of like least favorite scenes, but I guess I would say like my least favorite song is probably Cheer Up Charlie. And I think that's a lot of Cheer Up Charlie. Yeah, it's just okay. Like, it's not a bad song, but there's there's one line in that song that makes no sense. He's like, you know, the world is still your toy. And it's like, what? Keep fucking, keep fucking stirring your, uh, your laundry soup. Yes, and we have to give credit to John Mulaney for that because that is a great line. Great joke. Yes. And he has a lot, he had a lot to say about Grandpa Joe and a, a lot of the things I wholeheartedly agree with. But we'll, like, I, yeah. I mean, I mean I, obviously we both yeah. say Grandpa Joe is a problem. So let's discuss the Grandpa Joe problem in this movie. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, yes, the, the, we already started talking about it a little bit is like this guy is in bed for like decades apparently never gets up doesn't contribute as soon as the golden tickets there he jumps out of bed and he's dancing around in the room <laughs> uh which makes me think that he's a fucking freeloader piece of shit uh and an asshole and of course he's got to be the one who's chosen um mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah i mean you know it, that, that's basically what it is and then later on in the movie he basically convinces charlie to drink the fizzy lifting drinks almost gets them killed gets them in trouble, you know, mm-hmm. almost cost Charlie the factory. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, fuck you, Joe. I, I have a, a small little paragraph that I, I wrote just specifically for Grandpa Joe. So Let's hear it. I wrote, Grandpa Joe is the villain. <laughs> he stays in bed for 20 years, does not help. And a portion of mom's pay always goes to his tobacco <laughs> until Charlie then gets his first job and says, now I'm going to take care of grandpa's tobacco. Then he convinces Charlie to drink the fizzy lifting drinks and then was going to sell him out to Slugworth. He is the villain. Well, when was he going to sell him out to Slugworth? At the very end when, you know, he's like, you're a crook. It was supposed oh, to be- Oh, if Slugworth, Slugworth yeah. wants a gumstopper, he'll get one. Yeah, he's literally just as bad as all the fucking kids. Every single one of them. Yeah, he's like, you're mean to me, so I'm going to betray you. But, you know, I mean, that, that's what happens in anger. So, but I agree I mean, with you. Yeah. The, the, he, he didn't deserve anything he received. He didn't even deserve a portion of the, the factory. The fact that he has stayed in bed for 20 years for no other reason other than he was fucking lazy and tired. Fuck him. He's yeah. a piece of shit. Yep. Yep. The whole bed situation's messed up. Those four people in the in the in the bed, the bedpans so, and shit. It's just it's just messed up. I don't know how else to discuss it. How does the mother live with this? She's like, I have four elderly people in the same fucking bed at home, and, and the son who's in school, who's also very poor, and 
and there's clips <laughs> poor kid like I'm nothing against him but like I don't know who did this but like they took a screenshot of Charlie's teeth and it literally looks like they're just like the tiniest nubs like almost like baby teeth the legit Jack Jack White teeth um this is, I'll send you a picture of Jack White. At one point, he smiles, and like somebody just took, took a picture of his teeth, and they're hilarious looking. Oh. Um, yeah, you know the whole bed situation. The tobacco is messed up. That I absolutely agree with you. Cheer up, Charlie. We talked about too. It's like probably the, the not even probably. It's it's my least favorite song in the movie as well. Um, I don't dislike it by any means because I'm just a I'm very mushy when it comes to musicals. I tend to like everything, mm-hmm. um, but you know, definitely least favorite scene. Um, how did Willie get all of the Oompa Loompas into the factory undetected? Because now, no, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe all of the Oompa Loompas in that one elevator. I, I guess. Like a clown car, you know? Where, where, where are they? In, are they in England or America? I can never tell. I mean, they never really explained the backstory. I mean, even the, in the new one, they, they were just like, oh, and then I saved all the Oompa Loompas. And he was in a completely different, like, like the rainforest oh he was in lupa land i mean but i'm just saying like you know like at least in this movie like he has an english teacher mr turpentine (laughs) well i can't figure out just two (laughs) Uh, i think it's probably the most honest depiction of a math teacher just like bullshitting their way through class this class dismissed no 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 there's only five class on dismissed no 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 there's gonna class (laughs) re-dismissed He always um, reminded me of Peter Cook. I like that guy. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, another thing I have to ask is, was, was Willy Wonka willing to have those kids die? Because I, mean, I, I feel I, like he's like, ha things happen in my factory. But like Veruca and her dad could have easily fell to their deaths. And he's just like, she was a bad egg. That's, that's his response to a girl. Yeah, she's selfish, but possibly plummeting to her death. And I then her father falls down the shaft and he's like, there's going to be a lot of garbage today. It's, so I honestly don't think that Willy Wonka like thinks that these children are going to die. Like I think he just Violet expanded and she was going to have her juiced. And then Augustus Gloop almost drowned. He was fat kid stuck on a pipe. Mike TV shrunk into a little how he was pretty calm when all four of them almost died. <laughs> Yeah, but I honestly, because that's why I don't think he actually believes that they're like, I think he planned ahead. He knows that not all of them are going to be winners, you know, like all kids right. are rotten. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. All right, let's go to medals. So we do gold, silver, bronze. Gee, what's your bronze medal? Uh, who's your bronze medal go to? Um, so my bronze would go to all of the kids and all of the parents. Uh, so I honestly think that they did a great job with casting. I think that all the kids and all the parents, like they fit with each person perfectly. So I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I, I agree. It's kind of an ensemble piece in a way. Yeah. Everybody everybody pulls their pulls their weight, mm-hmm. uh, including Augustus Gloop. Ha ha, get mm-hmm. it. Um, and his father, of course, who eats the microphone. Um, <laughs> Right. My bronze goes to ja- Jack Albertson, who plays Grandpa Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, he brings a lot to the role. I think he's a lot of fun. Uh, he's, he, regardless of him being villainous in a way, I still think that he does a great job in this role. And he's one of the most memorable characters. I always imagined myself, if I ever did this production, um, I wouldn't want to play Willy Wonka. I want to play Grandpa Joe. Because getting out of bed and doing this choreographed dance with this great song just seems so much fun. Mm. Um, and uh, you just get to, and then after that you just get to walk around 
and not have to do a lot and Willy Wonka can do the rest. Um, <laughs> seems like a fun role. Um, but what is, uh, who is your silver? My silver would have to go to the music department of Leslie uh, Bricuse and Ant I'm probably saying that totally wrong, Bricusi, and Anthony Newley, who created all the songs for the movie because they just, that's what lives in my heart and soul forever. Yep. Yep. I, you know, I have the same silver as you. I think the music department is amazing. They do an amazing job. Mm -hmm. um, the songs, I mean, if you look at musicals across the board, um, there's a couple of songs in here that live with you forever. Yeah. You know, especially Pure Imagination is like the song and it's just, it's going to just last forever. And they wrote some great tunes here and I think they should be recognized. So awesome silver for both of us. Who is your goal? The Candyman was- Candyman, excellent. That actually almost made my top three. I love that song. It's a fantastic song. And, uh, you know, I feel like that the the guy who runs the shop is so nice to all the kids. And then when Charlie gets in there, he's like, um, but give me your money. But yeah, he gave candy to everybody for free in the other scene. Yes, he did. <laughs> all adults uh, are kind of rotten in this. <laughs> what do you want, a Wonka bar, a scrum diddlyumptious? Mm -hmm. um, but what is, uh, what or who is your gold? I think you know, and I think we can say ours at the same time. Uh, actually, we can't because I have a three-way tie. Of course you do. Never mind. Mine is Gene Wilder. It's Gene of course Wilder. it is. Mine is Gene Wilder, director Mel Stewart, and Roald Dahl himself, the writer. Um, and Roald Dahl, I usually wouldn't throw in the writer, but I do believe he did uh, help help with the screenplay and help with everything else. Oh, um, I did not. Yep, and he was you know he was on set for a little bit of the time, and even though I think that. He becomes angry a lot. He's like an angry writer who's like, things aren't perfect. He doesn't want to be there and stuff. But the three of them together is Willy Wonka to me. Like, um, you know, Roald Dahl is, has such an imagination. I think that all as kids, we read, you know, James and the Giant Peach. We read the, B, the BFG, um, Matilda. And then like Willy Wonka had that, that sequel, The Great Glass Elevator, which I've never read, which I'm, I want to read so I can know what happens in it. Um, or I could just go on Wikipedia and just read the synopsis. Um, but, and then of course, Mel Stewart has a great vision of this movie and he does a great, great job putting Roald Dahl's pages to film. And uh, I liked all of his direction, cho directing choices. One scene that you and I did leave off the table, which is a kind of a sham is the boat scene. Um, oh, is it is so great and so psychedelic and so weird and so evil. Like what the hell is going on? Like, Willy Wonka's a nutcase. I mean, it's not just like, this is a fun boat ride. It's going a zillion miles an hour, or is I it? Not maybe, fun to boat like this, Daddy. <laughs> maybe it's not going a zillion miles an hour. Maybe it's all fake, you know? I and all fake. I think it's mostly just screens and then just like a tiny, short little boat ride. And it just makes you feel- it, just, Well, it makes the kids feel like they're actually going further, but like- Yeah, it's kind of like when you're at Disney and you're in that moving chair and the screen is moving in front of you and it feels like you're moving. But some of the clips, like there was like a chicken's head being decapitated. There was like a snake over somebody's face. Like, it was kind of messed up stuff. And then of course, Slugworth <laughs> to screw with the kids even more, kind of giving them a warning, like, don't fuck me over kids. Remember what, this guy? What year did this come out? 1971. So yeah, I feel like especially kids back then were exposed to a lot more like not graphic, but just like you know, my my dad would tell me that in the basement of the house that I grew up in for Easter, us Greeks because we're crazy, uh, have lamb for Easter. But I didn't know that we killed the lamb in our basement, and that was oh. something that my dad witnessed. Or my dad had a chicken who was like his best friend growing up, and then like the, oh no, do they just do they just cut the head off? 
of what the, the lamb yeah i think they like slit the throat and let the blood drain oh i don't want to talk about it it's sad that's kind of brutal yeah you want to hear even something sadder so the the greek word for a lamb is it's arni but like in english you'd basically say arnie and so as a joke they'd call all the lambs like oh it's like it's baby arnie and i'm like stop it don't give it a name hmm. it's so much more messed up that's effed up yeah we that's are. effed up um but yeah so that that's i mean th those are those are our gold um well deserved there let's mm -hmm. go over to uh one of our favorite things to do and that is recast, recast. so i have willy wonka grandpa joe mr beauregard mr salt and mrs tv i did not do a mrs gloop because i couldn't think of a good large german actress <laughs> I, and I gave you the suggestion of Rebel Wilson because she did a really good job in Jojo Rabbit. Right. She and I was I, I was half joking and I actually wrote down Jack Black, but I'm not going through with that. Oh, that's a really good one, though. I like it's that. too small of a role, though, for Jack Black to play Mrs. Gloop. So I didn't go with it. But if it were like an all star cast, like I think that would be funny. Kind of right. like a um, Tropic Thunder kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you have? Um, so I only casted Willy Wonka, Slugworth, Grandpa Joe and Charlie. Okay. All right. Uh, who do you got for Slugworth? For Slugworth? <laughs> I have Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson as Slugworth, huh? I like that. I think, you know, I've seen him do some weird stuff, and I think he would be great in this role. Like, it's it's a tiny role, but I think he could do a lot with it. Okay. I like it a lot. Um, who is your Charlie? Uh, so my Charlie is Roman Griffin Davis, who plays Jojo in Jojo Rabbit. Oh, excellent choice. I think he is fantastic. And I think he like he did such a great job with a both hysterically somber role. Like he could do he could do sad, he can do funny. I think he could do great. Yeah. And that's past the pat we did. We did that episode, Jojo Rabbit, a while back. Excellent. Um, so the only one you have is what Wonka and Joe after that? Yep. Okay, so I'll do mine since you don't have Beauregard, Salt, and TV. Mm -hmm. uh, my Mrs. TV, uh, again, I'm, I'm aging these a little bit older. So some of these actors and actresses probably cannot have kids this young at this point. But, um, you know, this is fantasy. So my Mrs. TV goes to Marsha Gay Harden, um, who's okay. one, of my, one of my favorite actresses. And I just picture her being this like uptight kind of strange woman from, you know, the Western side of the country who's just like, my, my Mike TV, he never, you know, he never... Uh, eat to the table and stuff like that and she's just kind of quirky and weird so I like that um, my Mr. Salt is again far too old at this point but uh, fantasy Michael McKeon oh god I love Michael my Mr. Salt who's like whatever you want pumpkin like that that kind of Michael McKeon kind of like you know I guess he's more of a Mr. Salt in like the Tim Burton version rather than being like the slapsticky version that we get in would he, would he still be British yeah, he could be British if he wants. He could definitely pull it off. He could definitely pull it off. We know that he can. Absolutely. We've seen it. Um, this is what this is my favorite one by far. My Mr. Beauregard is Matthew Good. And we just saw him in the off uh, the offer where he plays um, Bob Evans. And oh, yeah. he is fucking fantastic. And he I just pictured him as Mr. Beauregard being like, Mr. Willy Wonka, like Here's my card. Come, come, uh, Sam B. It's a guarantee. He's got that weird voice and like that, yeah. that yeah. stuffy, stuck-up voice that he has in uh, the offer. I think that he carries over. He would carry over so well in this movie. 
if there's anything that I can just recall from that show, it's his voice. Yeah, it's so memorable. And, he, and I didn't see him in anything else, I don't think, before that. Um, and now I'm more interested in his career because I'm like, wow, he he pulled it off. Like, he did a really great job. Um, I totally see a nomination for, for an Emmy for him as well. Mm. Uh, I could totally see it. So I now we come to, yeah. Listen here, Wonka. Like, I, I want to hear his uh, draw with it. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, like, he, he seems like he's a character actor for sure. Mm. Um, so he could probably fill in a lot of roles. Now all we have left is Wonka and Joe. So who is your Grandpa Joe? My Grandpa Joe is probably one of my favorite actors. And uh, I hope you have the same one. I guarantee you we don't. But I love mine so much. And it's Alan Alda. Alan Alda, huh? I know he has a great voice. Like I don't e- I can't even recall hearing him sing, but I just know he can do it. And I never thought my life could be. No, I know, I know. He <laughs> has a little bit of a he's got a little bit of a vibrato. I can tell. It's me, Alan Alda. Oh, I fucking love him. I really do. And I think Matt his voice probably- his his voice kind of reminds me of Howard Stearns now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Oh my God, I never made that. Yeah. That, Alan, Alda, right. Alan Alda needs to play uh, Howard Stern in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, my Grandpa Joe is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, a man who can do anything, in my opinion, and that is Gary Oldman. Oh, uh, yeah. Gary Oldman as Grandpa Joe dancing around the room and just being a fucking nutcase. Uh, I, I love it. Um, it's almost hard to do an impression of Gary Oldman because you're like, oh, which impression from which movie are you doing? Because he's so versatile. And is, of course, that f- my favorite meme ever when it's like you wake up someday in the future and realize you've been played by Gary Oldman the whole time. That's how good of an actor he is. <laughs> do you have a favorite Gary Oldman? I don't know. I mean, I remember being super shocked when he played Sid Vicious um, and how good he was in that. I mean, he's obviously, great. he's great as Sirius Black in Harry Potter. Um, he's are I mean, you going to kill me, Harry? Harry. He makes it, he makes it seem so villainous, and then you're like, oh wait, he's a good guy. Yep. Um, yeah, he's. He, I, I love his Lieutenant Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, in the Batman movies because you you usually see him play kind of a villainous role, and he's like such a good guy in that, and he portrays it. I like his voice in that. Um, mm. He's memorable in everything. So Gary I, Oldman, obviously Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. I freaking love him in Leon the Professional. Yep. He's such a, oh my God, like he's such a rap bastard, but like for some reason I still find him endearing. It's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the fifth element obviously is just another, I mean, there's again, like everything he's in, he's freaking amazing, but that's a great choice. Yeah. And all right. Who is your Willy Wonka? Mr. Alan Cumming. Great choice. I, I, yeah. I think that like, I've seen him do really weird kind of outlandish roles and I can definitely see him throwing on the old purple uh, velvet jacket. Yeah, I think so too. I think Alan Cumming is an actor that is very underrated. He's very versatile and he can just do a lot of, a lot, a lot of things. I mean, just two movies alone, I could think of him and he's in Goldeneye where he plays Boris Grishenko, uh, a Russian computer programmer who's so memorable of just from the things he says, he just uses the word slughead you slughead <laughs> like he's so good um and then i and then a couple of years later i saw him as nightcrawler in x-men and i'm like man this guy does a lot he does a lot of cool things and of course um, like what i have to compare him in is like Romy and michelle's uh, high school reunion <laughs> and, and hold on it gets better um 
Oh God, of course I just had it and then it escaped my mind. Oh my God, Alan coming. Where Spy Kids. Yeah. That's Spy what Kids. What about the other one? Isn't he in that that pot smoking musical? Uh oh, yeah. He's Reefer in that Reefer Madness. He's in that as well. He does a lot of cool things. Um, great choice. My Willy Wonka is another versatile actor. I went with Bill Hader. Um, That's a really good one. I like that. We both have seen can play serious very well. And he's on the other end of the spectrum. He is hilarious. So yes. I think he could push in Johnny Depp's version and Gene Wilder's together. For sure. I can and you know what I mean? And because Gene Wilder's version is very sarcastic, very kind of like snarky and know-it-all kind of Willy Wonka. And Johnny Depp's this like weird fucking man. He's like a, what Michael Jackson turned into as an adult. Um, <laughs> you put them together. I think Bill Hader could make a really interesting Willy Wonka. So, um, but that's our recast. That was a lot of fun. Um, let's move over to miscellaneous. Uh, do you have any miscellaneous? Um, I think my only miscellaneous is growing up. I I could have sworn somebody like I could have sworn I saw that like on IMDb that um Grandpa Joe the actor was like from Lynn Massachusetts and I was like oh my god <laughs> like that makes sense he's a piece of shit he's from the same place I am right. um but then I looked it up and now it says that he's from Malden and I was like oh well I'm <laughs> close by that piece of shit okay yeah, <laughs> wow <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding all right right all right, I have a couple of things, and some of them are pretty fucking funny, okay? Here's the first piece of miscellaneous that I have. Mike TV's father's line, not to your 12, son, took over 40 takes to film. <laughs> I just want to know what the problem was. <laughs> they, uh, maybe not to your 15, son. Shit. Maybe they not, really not, to your, not until you're a female, son. Fuck. Children didn't have guns. Uh, it's 40 takes. Okay. Uh, another, another fact that I didn't know about before watching this movie, uh, the musical code for entering the chocolate room played by Willy Wonka is the overture to the marriage of Figaro by Wolfgang, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Mrs. TV incorrectly states Romanoff. the composer is Sergei Rajramanov, um, which is wrong. So Mrs. TV, no, you got to know your shit. Uh, this made me tear up a little bit. Uh, when Gene Wilder died in 2016, Peter Ostrom, who plays Charlie Bucket, changed his social media profile to former child actor, vet veterinarian, inherited a chocolate factory on August 29th, 2016. Uh, and it kind of just gets me emotional thinking about that, that he did that. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, a couple more things. Um, the Chocolate River was made from 150,000 gallons of water, real chocolate, and cream. The filmmakers had to change the formula for the Chocolate River because originally the concoction they were using turned blood red. Because of the cream, the mixture began to spoil, and by the end of filming, it smelled terrible. Michael Ballner, who played Augustus Gloop, later described it as dirty, stinky water. Oh, no. <laughs> That's sad. It's what a disgusting, dirty river. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong maybe that's why they said it as a kind of like a, an inside joke mm. um and okay i got a couple more things ernest ziegler who played grandpa george was nearly blind from poison gas in world war one so he was instructed to look for a red light to guide him when his character was meant to be looking in a certain direction Aww. probably why he looks so aloof all the time poor grandpa george yep the the the, uh, the, the grandfather that nobody wanted <laughs> Nope. <laughs> uh, my last bit was 
After reading the script, Gene Wilder said he would take the role of Willy Wonka under one condition. That he would be allowed to limp, then suddenly somersault in the scene when he first meets the children. When director Mel Stewart asked why, Wilder replied that having Wonka do this meant from that now on, no one will know if I'm t- lying or telling the truth, like you said earlier. Yep. Stewart asked, if I say no, you won't do the picture? And Wilder <laughs> said, I'm afraid that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Gene is the man. I miss him. Um, so that's our miscellaneous right there. Uh, let's jump over to the Oscars and see what we got here. Now, doing my research, I do believe that this movie was nominated for one thing and one thing only. And which is kind of sad to think about now. And let's see, it was nominated for, I believe it was Best Score. And let me just find that real quick. Best sound. Uh, yep, best scoring adaptation and original song score. Um, and, you know, obviously Leslie Bracuse and Anthony Newley. Uh, it, it lost to Fiddler on the Roof, which came out that year as well. Other nominations were Bedknobs and Broomsticks, another childhood favorite of mine, which I haven't seen in years. Tchaikovsky and The Boyfriend, which I have not seen. Me but let's take a look at the main ones. So best picture, the nominations were uh, The French Connection, which won, A Clockwork Orange, Fiddler on the Roof, The Last Picture Show, and Nicholas and Alexandra. And I have not seen the last two. The French Connection did win. Do we think Willy Wonka deserves to be in here? Um, I know it's kind of tough because it's one of those movies that like when you really dig deep and look into it, is there like, it's a fun, fun story there's fun acting, but I don't know if it goes over the top as like, what a fucking great film. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that. I, I think that honestly, like as great as a, as a film as it is, I think that, you know, it does have its flaws. Like it's not like the best film, but it's just such a childhood classic film that like you just keep, it, it, I, like, I, yeah, I wouldn't put it with like the French connection because again, like I've never seen the French connection, but like it's, it's usually up there on those lists, isn't it? Yeah, and A Clockwork Orange isn't like a totally like a, a very dark art film. And you can see why a movie like that you is important. You that with Willy Wonka. Yeah, like Stanley Kubrick. I mean, it's tough to go up against him. And then Fiddler on the Roof is like the musical of the year, of course. It's the epic, epic musical. Um, the Last Picture Show, I have not seen. And I have not seen Nicholas and Alexandra. But you know what? I'm okay with Willy Wonka not being there because I don't think it needs to be there. And I definitely plan to be part of the uh, A Clockwork Orange episode. Just going to put that out there. Gia, I would not do that without you. Of course you wouldn't. (laughs) Get my ass kicked. All right. um, Best Director is won by William Friedkin for The French Connection. Another win for that. Stanley Kubrick for A Clockwork Orange. Norman Jewison for Fiddler on the Roof. I'm not even going to make a joke there. Um, (laughs) Peter Bogdanovich, The Last Picture Show. John Schlesinger for Sunday Bloody Sunday, which I have not seen. So I have not seen the last picture show, but Peter Bogdanovich, uh, you know him, Gia. He is uh, Dr. Melfi's uh, therapist in The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. So he's, he is a famous director as well. I've not seen that, which is interesting. But um, I don't know if Mel Stewart belongs in here either. I think he had a, he, he definitely brought Willy Wonka to screen, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I don't know if he needs to be here either. What, what's your opinion here? Um, again, like, I think he did a great job with the film, but I don't know if I would compare it with 
Yeah. I, I always give directors a lot of props for having to deal with a, a big number of kids um, and having to control them. <laughs> so props yeah. for, for Mel Stewart there. But I, I also agree. Like, I don't think he needs to be there for best director. Uh, best actor. Nominations. The winner was Gene Hackman in The French Connection for playing Detective Jimmy Popeye Doyle. Um, again, if people don't know this, the fast food restaurant Popeye's is named after his character in The French Connection, not after Popeye the Sailor Man. Interesting. Uh, I yep. never thought it was Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> Peter Finch for Sunday Bloody Sunday, Walter Matthau for Koch, George C. Scott for The Hospital, and Kayim Topal for Fiddler on the Roof. Um, they're forgetting somebody. Uh, Gene Wilder is not nominated for an Oscar in this category. Do we think that Gene Wilder belongs there? Yes, and along with Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> yeah, that could be argued as well. I and we'll we'll get to that once we do that movie. But I do think that Gene Wilder deserves a nomination for this movie. For sure. I would not take out Gene Hackman. I would not take out Topal and Fiddler on the Roof. No. Um, I haven't seen the other three. Um, I'm just going to assume they're bad, just so, so I don't feel bad about my choices. This is a good time to have either Chris Bonapani or Rick on here, because they're the ones who are like, yeah, I've seen all those movies. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I don't know who I take out, but just based on what I'm seeing here, I'm not going to take out Walter Matthau, because he's a lot of fun in Dennis, Dennis the Menace. That's why. <laughs> the, chick the, the chiclet scene alone, he deserves an Oscar for that. <laughs> <laughs> What does he call? He, he gets so mad at one point at um, Dennis. He's like, "You're an." He doesn't call him an ignoramus when he's whispering to him after he 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 didn't get a chance to see that plant bloom. Oh yeah. He's like, "You're a menace." And I was for some reason I was thinking, picture him saying, "You're an ignoramus." <laughs> Stuff not well, what he says. Dennis, it's not Dennis the ignoramus. It's Dennis the menace. It should be uh, Mr. Wilson the menace. Um, Peter, I'm gonna take out Peter Finch in Sunday Bloody Sunday because I've never seen it. Um, so Gene Wilder, you're going to go in for Peter Finch. Peter Finch, I apologize. I will watch Sunday Bloody Sunday at some point. And uh, I know that Rick's probably going to be mad at me because he's also in the movie Network, which is supposedly one of the best movies of 1976. And Rick has been telling me to watch it for a couple of weeks now, and I have to check it out. Uh, best actress, I don't think there's anybody here who can be there. There's no, no yeah. big actors in this movie. Uh, best supporting actor, let's take a look here. Uh, so Ben Johnson from The Last Picture Show takes, takes the cake for Best Supporting Actor. Other nominees, Jeff Bridges, The Last Picture Show. Leonard Frey, Fiddler on the Roof. Richard Jackal, Sometimes a Great Notion. And Roy Scheider in The French Connection. Uh, Roy Scheider, of course, is in Jaws. We know him from that. Um, I don't think, the only one I could think of would be like Jack Albertson for Best Supporting Actor. Um, I love his performance, but I don't think it needs to be there. Same. Um, okay. Best Supporting Actress. I mean, do you want to make a case for any of the girls? I mean, their parts are just not big enough, I think, to take up well, that whole category. So, well, you'd be surprised. There, there are, there are uh, Best Supporting Actresses like, who, who get nominated for like, literally like a five-minute scene. Um, but I still think I agree here. Like, I don't think that... I mean, I love both yeah. Violet and Veruca, but I yeah. just think that, like, for what they were, like, as little kids in their parts, like, I think they did a great job, but I, I mean, I, I wouldn't compare it to, like, Christina Ricci and the Adams Family, like, right. she put so much in that role as a little girl, and I think she did a fantastic job, but I think these girls were great for what they did. Right, right. 
Now, I don't know if this is a thing, and this will be the last one we talk about, but best song original for the picture. Willy Wonka, The Chocolate Factory. I mean, was that, was that you know, the, the songs were written for that movie, I'm assuming. And Pure Imagination is not a nomination here. Um, there's a song from Koch. There's a song from Bless the Beasts and Children, uh, Sometimes a Great Notion, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, but the theme from Shaft wins by Isaac Hayes. Uh, Shaft! Um, okay. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't know if, was Pure Imagination written for the movie? I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves because I'm I not sure. And, and if, if it was, it was definitely snubbed. For sure, absolutely. Yep, right here. Pure Imagination is a song from 1971, Willy Wonka. It was written, yep, for the movie. And it was not nominated. Snubbed. It is snubbed. That's kind of fucked up. All right, well, those are the Oscars. And Gia, what are we eating with this movie? I think it's kind of obvious what we're eating with this movie. Yeah, we're having a full-on junk food fest of just chocolate and candy. I just want a bowl in front of me that I would be handing out to trick-or-treaters, but instead it's just sitting between us and we're just eating Reese's and Kit Kats and Hershey bars. But like absolutely like nerds and everlasting gobstoppers. Oh, Starburst and Skittles. And Wonka bars. Yes. I want to, you know what? I'm craving a Wonka bar right now. They make, they make weed versions of them. I just want a regular version. I don't want to get baked after eating chocolate personally. (laughs) Um, But Okay, now we come to the most important part of the episode and of the show. And if you don't know by now, we, we've, we've already announced it in one of our previous episodes, but Rick Barrasso is leaving the show uh, for a while uh, because he is having offspring. And, you know, he'll be back for some episodes, but I am taking over the role of play-by-play. Um, I hope you enjoyed my play-by-play. I'm a little more quirky than Rick, I think. I think Rick is more radio voice friendly and I'm more like, is he is he slow? Is he strange? Yeah. Uh, but definitely strange. I used to do the thirty second uh, spot at the end, and now I'm putting it to my co guest hosts or okay. guest co <laughs> co guest hosts. I mean guest co hosts. <laughs> um, Gia, I'm putting thirty seconds on the clock for you, and you're going to tell me why Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the greatest movie of all time. All right. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? All right. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Bring out your inner child. You know, you want, what, what more does a child want in this world than to live in luxury in a mansion of little tiny butlers and just chocolate and candy of all sorts and kinds? Um, bring out your inner madness and sing along with some great tunes. And Gene Wilder is just freaking amazing. And if you don't think so, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's what I, I, I said it. You're a fucking idiot. Gene Wilder's the best, etc. All right, 29 seconds. Insulting, <laughs> insulting the audience. I, we've never heard that before by anybody on the show. <laughs> I, I figured I had to pay some homage to- uh, Brand new to the show, insulting, insulting our, uh, our listeners. I think that's just what we do here. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed already, I mean, this is a joke. We, we, we really appreciate everybody listening. Um, but seriously, go fuck yourself. Um, so <laughs> we, we really can't tell you what's coming up because- these episodes are kind of filmed out of order. Rick is having a baby soon. Um, so 
we had a bunch of movies that are left that we were going to do and they're all kind of sporadic because our schedules are crazy trying to get them all in but i will say that the remaining movies uh, that should be after this episode are school of rock which i believe Gia and i are going to do together yeah. uh then we have the princess bride which will be rick and i uh probably the last one you ever you hear for a long time with just me and rick and then of course the finale of season two which will have myself Rick Barrasso, Chris Bonapani, I believe, uh, and maybe a few other guests. And we're going to get together. We're going to have some drinks based on some of our favorite movies of the last 50 that we've done. And we're going to just go balls to the wall. And probably I'm going to bash Anthony Barrasso, Rick's brother. Um, so that was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. And before we leave today, I want to add in a new category and just the th- I want to discuss the theme of the movie and what we kind of got out of it. Um, because I think it's important that every director, every writer has some sort of a message. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see what it means to us. And I, I feel like honesty and, and, and being truthful and things like that really got Charlie the, the, the paradise. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, I don't think Charlie, you know, I, I think earlier in the movie, he's like, you know, talking to his mom and stuff, and he's kind of low and he's sad and he's a poor kid, but he wants more, you know, and he's depressed and what kid wouldn't be. Um, But I think that he's a good hearted kid. And I think because of that, he kind of gets what he doesn't even expect to get. And I think that's the point of like, maybe be humble, you know, do the best that you can. And and maybe you're going through rough times right now. But if you're an honest and truthful person and a good person, uh, maybe you'll get you'll get the uh, the rainbow at the end of the, uh, you know, or the gold end of the rainbow. What do you think? Um, I, I agree with you. And I also think that there's another great message of there is, um, there is consequences to your actions. And I think that's throughout all of the messages from the, like the Oompa Loompas, like every single one of their songs is kind of a warning message to, to little kids, like, don't be a brat. Don't, you know, eat too much. Don't, you know, I wish the Oompa Loompas were a little bit more direct. They're like, they're like, oompa loompa doopity doo. I've got another story for you. Oom. And then like, what do you get when your kid's a fucking asshole? No? Okay. <laughs> Just about. A pain I'm in the ass, ass and a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Wonka's That's like, guys, guys, guys. He's like, all right, tone it down. They're, they're still kids. <laughs> That's why some people don't want kids. I don't Because like they kids. fucking suck. You know, <laughs> I, I want to give just a special special thank you to the actors and actress who played the Oompa Loompas because they're fantastic. That um, was an actress? One of them was a female, I read. I never knew that. Nobody knows that. It's that's crazy. Probably, that's the craziest trivia fact I've heard all night. If I were if I was her, that would be the number one thing on my resume. Like, oh, you want to hire me? Yeah, I was an Oompa Loompa. Did you know I was female? Nope. I, I can do anything. Line. What do you get when you're son of a bitch? I don't know. What do you get when one of us is a girl? Kind of strange because the rest of us are boys. <laughs> I, don't I wonder if there's any baby Oompa Loompas. Can, can they reproduce? I'm sure they can reproduce because they're, they're, they're alive. There's a bunch of them. You know, and, and, and I don't know if, the, if there's considered to be female Oompa Loompas because that one I'm, I'm assuming is supposed to be male. The female who plays him plays, mm-hmm. is supposed to be male. So, you know, I guess uh, Jeff Goldblum would say uh, uh, with Oompa Loompas, life uh, finds a way. 
Right. Um, but anyways, that was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, directed by Mel Stewart, 1971. Got a lot of fun movies coming up. And this is the new direction of the show. I will be play-by-play. I hope you continue watching. We're going to have a lot of fun and a shit ton of guests. Um, but I have been your co-host, the big Wonka Boski. And I've been your guest co-host, the Gia slugworth and <laughs> we'll keep working on that okay <laughs> all right enjoy your chocolate i will all right bye. see you later bye